everybody and welcome to episode 8 of My Sentiments Exactly. My name is Kay and I'm your host. Season 1 is all about recovering from religiosity and I'm excited to have a special guest, Jeffrey Whitley, with me on the show to join the discussion. MSE Podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. All right, so Jeffrey, um, do you feel like sometimes we have um, issues with praying? Like it's hard to pray, um, hard to feel connected with God, um, and if so, like, why do you think that's that's a thing? I think that the issue in young people praying to God is, I think that, I think it's a two-part thing. I think, number one, I think some pe- some young people don't know how to pray to God, and I think some young people don't know what to say to God I think sometimes when you're younger and you see your if you especially if you were brought up in a church you see your mom and your dad uh praying and your family members and they pray and the way they pray it's so like bountiful and it's very (laughs) you know expressive and it's just like it's very it's very vast you know as a child you're like oh my gosh, like, mom, like, this is too long. But like, <laughs> once you get older, you're like, wow, they're saying things that you really yeah. need. And I think a lot of young people feel like, well, I'm not at that level okay. to pray like adults. So why should I pray? Versus like, I, I try to teach young people now, like, you just saying, God, I need you. And I thank it's you. And, you know, I've just me waking up this morning, that's praying and reaching out to God. So for me, personally, I think that a lot of young people don't really know how to pray. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, or you feel like you don't feel qualified to pray. Like, I don't, right, I don't right. have the right sophisticated words, you know, um, and you see, like, it becomes more of like, you feel like you have to impress him right. in, in prayer versus like being honest. And like, I have to polish how I feel before I present it to him versus Correct. him having like the raw truth of where you are. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, I, I agree. think that play that plays a factor, not knowing, um, not knowing how to pray. Now, would you say, aside from um, watching and listening to other people pray, do you feel like um, local churches include that in their teaching, like what prayer looks like, or do you think it's automatically like something you should know? Is is that how it's presented? Um. I think I I can agree to that. I think that some, and I don't think it's, I don't think that it's done intentionally. I just think that some places and some churches don't really take the time out to uh, show somebody like, um, show somebody like how 
to pray like you know these are the things that you say like you don't have to be as vast or you don't have to be as uh as very expressive as other people Mm -hmm. so I think when it comes to that nature I feel like that's something as you know more stronger Christians in their faith that's something that we can reach out to young people about is to let them know like there's certain ways that you can pray Mm -hmm. and so I think that may be where we lack sometimes and not not because we done it on purpose it's just because that sometimes we just think that well, everybody knows how to pray. Yeah, it's like And a so we don't think that we actually have to teach it because we think that prayer is just innate. Like, it's just something that we should know instead of actually having that conversation to tell people, like, this is how you pray. Like, this is how you come to God. Yeah. Do you think that not having that conversation leads to, like, because I know it's easy to get dependent upon other people, um, especially, like, leaders in the church or um, those that you feel are, you know, the super saved and the mega Christians, like, you know, you kind of get dependent on them. Like, well, can you pray for me? Um, not even like from a place of like accountability or like intercession and kind of like partnering in prayer, but because I don't feel qualified to pray, like I'm going to be so dependent upon this person to go to God for me. Mm. Um, I think repeat the last part again. Like basically like, do you feel like sometimes, because I was trying to explain at the same time, but um, <laughs> like <laughs> you can get dependent upon other people, um, those that you feel are further along in their faith or that have more mm. faith than you, you kind of get dependent upon them to go to God for you because you don't necessarily feel as qualified. Not you personally, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying like, you know. Do you feel like that's also an issue, um, not just with like younger generations, but I mean, anyone, because I see it in like with even like older members of, of churches uh, can, can mm-hmm. be dependent upon the pastor or, you know, other leaders to pray um, because, you know, they they might feel like, oh, well, they can, you know, get a prayer through. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I definitely think that that is true I definitely think and even uh using myself as real as a relatable topic Uh there's been plenty of times where I have called my grandmother or my mom Uh and just been like well y'all are uh, reverends you know let's let me call you and ask you to pray for me because you are reverends and I think what happens is and I don't want to say ignorance is bliss but I think it's just it's an innate human ideation where we think people that are higher in their faith or have posi- they have positions in the church where they do have a better connection with God. And I think that's just something that we believe mm-hmm. instead of actually taking the time out to say, you know, I can have the same connection with God without a title. Yeah. Um, I think something I, I preach with my students is, especially in their organizations, they always think, well, if I'm not president, I don't have a voice and I try to tell my students like as you're a general member you your voice is just as big as the president Mm -hmm. and so I think that's some something that we don't really don't really educate in Christian faith is just because you're not the deacon or the mother of the church or the pastor or the evangelist does not mean that your prayers are not answered to God or you can't pray or do things on your own most definitely yeah yeah and it becomes like a like you have to meet this certain criteria 
to pray or I mean this sense of that there's like levels to faith as far as like you can be further along like is that even true <laughs> like can mm-hmm. anyone really be further along in their faith than somebody else like you may be like more what you would say spiritually mature like based on like experience but as far as like the the sinners in the bible um who came you know approached jesus not in like this flashy you know form but just you know just presented themselves wholeheartedly and the the people in the bible that walked you know walked closely with god Mm-hmm. in God's eyes they're they're the same <laughs> I'd say like one is just starting out in their faith the other walks closely speak you know speaks to God like a friend but I wouldn't go so far as to say that one matters to God over the other right yeah yeah Do you, right I agree yeah like I I think in especially in local churches not just with titles but just period I think they're there's this sense of like competition when it comes to faith like Mm -hmm. who reads their bible more who who prays more oh well you know i prayed about this and i got results and you prayed about the same thing and didn't right you know yeah so like how do you feel we could as christians how do you feel like we can encourage more of this unity versus like competition and basically like encouraging prayer to where everyone feels comfortable praying um, and feels comfortable approaching God without feeling like you have to be at a certain level. Well, I think it comes to, I think it comes to the thing where you have to make yourself approachable. I think it's one of those things where sometimes I feel like as Christians, we become very, especially Southern Christians. I think gotcha. we become very minute to people that don't look the same as our congregation. And I gotcha. think that sometimes may have a drawback to where people will want to get to know you and, and be able to break that barrier of, well, I'm not, even though I'm not as high as the pastor, that I just can't pray on my own. I think it, I think it becomes a term where you have to put that out and you have to make uh you have to make yourself approachable in everything that you do. And I think to you have to you have to be relatable. I think for people to understand like where you're coming from that you're just a regular person. I just have a title. You have to be relatable. And so like and I and I guess for me like to, to help people understand what I mean by that is even in my position at 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 my university, I'm a director for, I'm an assistant director for residence life. I literally uh, watch 700 students in a building and I oversee 22 RA residence advisors. Wow. And so, but everyone knows me at my institution that at the end of the day, yes, I'm your boss, but at the same time, I'm a person just like you. Gotcha. And so we're going to struggle and go through the same things. And so we're here to help each other. And I think that's a tactic that most Christians should use is at the end of the day, I'm the pastor of the church. I am the head of the church. However, God didn't make me perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to fail. I'm still going to, you know, have my moments and stuff. And I think when people can see like, oh, my pastor is just like me. He's approachable. He's relatable. I think that's where that barrier gets broken. And they do see, well, I can be just like my pastor. I can pray. I can teach. I can help people 
more of the Christ and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I to- I totally agree with that. Now, when it comes to, I guess this would, because sometimes it's hard to pray, but then there's also, like, on another topic, um, sometimes it feels like God is far away. Like, have you experienced that before? I... I would I would say yes. There's been moments where I felt like I didn't feel God as much as I have in the past. Yeah, same. Like, how would you say, like, because I know there are a lot of people that say, well, I just, I can't feel God. You know, I don't feel like he's listening to me. I don't feel like he hears my prayers. I don't, you know, feel like we have a connection. Um, in those moments, like, what what would you tell someone Um to to do to say like how do you work through those moments where god feels far away where he feels distant i think for me i would i would ultimately when i have somebody that tells me like they feel like god is not there and you know they feel distance i always tell people to take a step back and think you know one of my one of my uh, greatest things like, or one of the greatest things I've heard people say, and I started using it now when I hear people say that is, you know, the teacher is always silent when there's something going on. You know, when you're in class and you're taking a test, <laughs> the teacher's not helping. You're, you, the teacher's silent. And some things you have to do on your own. And I think in those moments, we're going through tests and trials that God wants to do to make us stronger. But I think you have to be a support system for others to understand that. I I remember when my grandmother first got diagnosed with breast cancer and I felt like God was not there. And mm-hmm. I was just like, well, God, you know, how can you let something like this happen to a pastor or happen to somebody that comes to you for everything? Like, yeah. how can it happen? And I just felt like God was not listening. I felt like God wasn't there. Maybe I need to become more stronger in my faith. And so I started my born. I started praying to God more. And I felt like I was getting back to the point where I felt like God was there again. Because I think sometimes we get caught up in the lackluster of, you know, if I can't feel God, if I can't see God, God is not there. And I think that's why the whole point of faith comes in. And you have to let people know that there's going to be times where you may not be the best in your best and God's not there <laughs> and you're not in your happiest moment and you're shouting and stuff. But at the end of the day, you still have to have faith that God is still in your corner no matter what. And so that's something I just always tell people yeah. is regardless yeah. if it gets agree, silent, that. know that God is there. What would you say is the most defining moment that you've experienced in your, in your walk with God? Because I know like for me, um, a defining moment, one of one of the most defining moments for me was going through undergrad and being faced with questions like the ones that I'm dealing with um, in this first season um, that I wasn't prepared to to deal with more or less answer, <laughs> you know, things that that seemed contradictory and even seemed heretical mm-hmm. um, that I was being presented with um, in undergrad, you know, about right. God and about the things of God. And it took a lot for me to be okay with asking questions. And um, even if I didn't get an answer, at least dealing with them, um, I feel like really solidified my faith. So like, what would you say is one of the most defining moments that you've had in your walk with Christ that you feel like that is something that really solidified my faith? Okay, we've had moments of those. 
I think the number one thing that solidified my faith or my walk with Christ to know that he was there is I never forget I was, it was literally my last year at ECU and I did not know what I wanted to do. I knew I was going to graduate, but I was graduating early and I was graduating early from my class and I just felt out of the, the norm and I just didn't know, you know, where, what, what was my next, uh, moment. And so I knew like, I didn't want to go home. I didn't want to say, you know, I did all this and didn't go. And Mm -hmm. so I never forget the opportunity came for me to go to grad school. And so I just, I just knew that like my GPA wasn't great enough. And I I had a two nine and I know you had to have a three Oh, and I didn't do so hot on the GRE. And then my, I just was like, my boss kept telling me to still apply, apply, apply. And so I was like, I'm going to apply. And I told God, I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave it to you. So I got accepted, but I got accepted on probationary. And basically the school said, you know, you you had to graduate with a 3-0. We have to see you graduate with a 3-0. And so I was just like, okay, God, like I can do it. I can push through. And so I just kept praying and I kept studying and just, you know, come to find out not only did I graduate with a 3, I graduated with a 3-1 and I made it and I was able to go to grad school. And so that moment just solidified to me that, it defined my faith and who I was because gotcha. I knew that I trusted in God that he was going to bring me through that. Because for me, school is the hardest thing in the world. But once I pray and I just really take the time, I start seeing things happen. So for me, it was just literally having that faith in God that he knows my next step in my yeah. life. Gotcha. And I just have to have, I just so have to what, wait for him to okay. make the decision. Because when it comes to <laughs> him answering prayer, like, what if what God tells you to do is like opposite of what you want? Like for those that, you know, we're like off for prayer as long as it's like in line with what we, <laughs> you know, what we want to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, but what if he like tells you something or like mm-hmm. you have plans, but then he like sh- totally like turns it upside down. Like, how do you deal with that? Bye. So the old Jeffrey. <laughs> The old Jeffrey would be like, gotcha. you know, I I can't do that. The old okay. Jeffrey would be like, God, I'm going to still do what I want to do, regardless that's not what you told me. But coming from experience, yep. when you don't listen to your creator and don't listen to the nope. person that's the best interest <laughs> for you, it's, it's not going to turn out right. And so now what I've learned is at the end of the day, we're human. So when God tells oh, yeah. us something to do that yeah. we don't want to do, we're going to get upset about it. It's, it's innate behavior. But I think the reward and the benefits is better once you just listen to yeah. God and understand that like he has the better purpose for you. Because something does come out. It, it just it, it, You have better opportunities for it. It might be a little tougher. And you might be like, God, like, yeah. I don't want to do it this yeah. way. But in the long run, it does help out. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Right. It's it's challenging, especially, you know, when you've made plans and you think you, I mean, and it's not even anything that you would feel is outside of his will. I mean, it's just simple plans. And it'll be like, nope, that's not it. <laughs> that's not it. Right. So, yeah, I definitely think um, perspective is something that, that prayer does for me helps me to, you know, change my perspective and really see it from his point of view. Right. 
Uh, what else would you say is, well, are there any other benefits of prayer that you would say? I think for me, I think ultimately, um, I think I try to tell people don't get caught up in the benefit okay. of prayer is. I think sometimes Gosh. we preach well, prayer to receive things. Like everybody tells me, like, oh, you pray when you got something bad is going and pray and ask God to change it or pray to ask God to heal you and fix it. But I think just going to God and saying, yeah. thank you for waking me up is a reason to pray or just thank you for continuing to keep me in perfect peace is a way to pray or you know, just I never forget the other day. I, I literally, and it's gonna Jeffrey. be so funny, but I was going seventy five and a forty five, and I just sat there, was like, God, what you calling on God? Please, what you calling on? And God? I got out of, it and I was like, thank you, God. Like, <laughs> it's just I think there's, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I just think there's more reasons to pray and ask God for just just anything and I think the betterment of prayer is not really for God it's for you because when you're praying you're learning how to build a better connection with your savior you're learning how to really Mm -hmm. understand him and who he is because it's like a regular person you don't just go to a regular person and start telling them your business and whatever you have to fill that person out and and keep talking to them and keep going on it's 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 not innate like you really have to mm-hmm. build a connection i tell people even with your family members you could be real close yeah. with your mom but there's some things you probably still won't go to your mom about and i think that's the that's the reason that you have that mm-hmm. prayer with god is where at the end of the day god knows everything but when you have that connection and that growth with god to be like i can just come and talk to you about everything i think that is the true meaning of prayer it's like, but what if, like, the purpose of prayer is not results, but, mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, prayer is a discipline. So, like, what if it's just for your spiritual maturity and not necessarily mm-hmm. for, like, a result? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then that gets down to, like, the motive behind mm-hmm. why we pray. Like, I agree. You know, and why, you know, are we I running agree. away from prayer and, you know, saying, well, you know, my prayer life isn't that great because we're limiting it to answers and results. But in that stretching and you not seeing results mm-hmm. and you wrestling with God, you know, concerning that. Maybe that's the purpose. <laughs> no, that's 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 on, yeah. that's good. Yeah, because That's honestly sometimes something I mean, to it's think in about. that stretching and it's in that that because whatever relationship you're in, it's not always gonna be some flowers or daisies. You know, so it's the same way with God. Like sometimes you will be nope. like, Why didn't you heal so and so? And that doesn't mean like your prayer life is is dwindling mm-hmm. or is, you know, down the drain. Like, but no, you're finally working through necessary things for your faith. And you'll see that, like, it's not even really in the answers and the results that are growing your faith. But it's the Mm -hmm. hard times, the unanswered prayers (laughs) Mm -hmm. that are developing you the most. Because, I mean, you don't need faith 
Like, right. he answer it right the way you want because you just know how it's going to end. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I definitely think, like, thinking about motives right. behind prayer um, is important because I don't think a lot of people embrace prayer because it's, you know, if you pray this, then he's going to have to do it. And that's that's what we're taught. Like, you know, pray for him to heal and he's going to do mm-hmm. it. So the first time you witness him not healing, it's like, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. like John the Baptist, are you the one? You know, what's or going on, go God? Somewhere else, because I don't. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't think you're the you're the one that I. That's good. You know that I that I've been reading about, and just thinking of that because I was, um, mm-hmm. working through that not too long ago. Um, John the Baptist had said that when he was in prison. Um, and he was thinking him among, you know, a lot of other people were thinking that when, when the Christ or the Messiah came, that he was going to be like a political leader that was like going to free them politically, like social injustice, all of that. So John the Baptist is in prison, Mm -hmm. which I know this is like a side note, but it just made me think about it. So he's in prison and he's just like, um, expecting to be free like i mean if the messiah is here why am i in here <laughs> and he sent he sent his um right. his disciples to jesus and asked are you the one or or should we look for another and jesus told them to go back and tell him that the blind are right. seeing like and he listed all these miracles that were happening and it made me it really convicted me because Am I limiting God's work to what he's doing for me? And if he's not moving on my behalf, if I'm not free from prison, Mm -hmm. am I going to assume that he's not moving at all? Or like if he's doing and acting in a way that I didn't Mm -hmm. like that, I didn't box him in. (laughs) Like I'm thinking he's supposed to move this way. I'm thinking he's going to be this political leader. That's going to, you know, free me from prison, but he's out here healing and doing miracles like if it goes against my reality of him, am I gonna assume that he's not working? And so I had to learn, like, if even if other people are the ones benefiting from his work, he's still working. Like it's not it's not just limited to what he's doing for me. Um, but there are a lot of stories that that were real life. It's not just you know fiction. Like it's real life stuff that happened that we can relate to. Um, Mm. And I mean, it's not always going to be the healing and miracle, the miracle accounts. Like sometimes it'll be the, the lamenting, you know, (laughs) the running from God, like Jonah, like, you know, sometimes it won't be all the, all the glamorous stories that will apply to our lives, but that's okay. And I think not rushing out of that place is important which I know like kind of turns it in a different direction, but I think sometimes we rush out of the way we feel because we feel guilty for feeling that way. Like I'm going to like hurry up and and try Mm -hmm. to like read so many scriptures so I can not be depressed. Mm -hmm. Like instead of like, where am I? (laughs) You know, like sit in that, like not, not dwell on it. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? But like take time to really come to terms with how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. but if you're taught 
you know, you should never doubt. You should never feel sad. Christians can't be depressed. Like, you're going to try to hurry up and run your way out of it, but you're not going to be truly healed mm-hmm. because you're, like, having a temporary fix just yep. to appease people and say that I'm not depressed anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think, you know, which is another Agre- no, um, thing that's true. that I'm hoping comes out of, like, this first season is instead of like trying to rush and find an answer because we can't just dwell on the fact that God doesn't heal everybody. Yeah, let's do that. Cause I mean, we don't, we don't have the answers. We'll never really have the answers and that's okay. But that doesn't mean like we should just rush over the topic. (laughs) Like, no, like why doesn't he answer everybody's prayers? Like if I'm a Christian and I pray, why don't he answer? Exactly. You know, like, let's sit here and let's talk about this instead of trying to rush exactly. through it. Because, you know, when we do that, people aren't healed. And so the next time that it happens, they're back at square one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, like, That's have good. anything else, like, on this topic that you felt? I mean, or any, you know, topic in in light of recovering from religiosity, like, is there anything that you felt like is important to touch on? I think I think the only thing that I would say, especially to the young viewers out there or listening, is the fact mm-hmm. that okay. give Christianity a second chance. I love that. I think if you've had a if you've had a time where you feel like your faith was tested or you didn't feel like that it was going great. Just give God a second chance. Sometimes we do get into a situation where we're taught religion, we're yeah. taught religion, so we we walk away from it. But you never have to walk away from the spiritual sense of God. And I think that is the one thing that I would tell people, just really give God a second chance. And sometimes take a step back and see what's good for you and what's good for God. Sometimes what other people do for gotcha. God is not the same. My convictions and your convictions are not the same. So with that being said, you might have a, another process with God that might be different for others. And I definitely think people need to unlock that and engage in God and see what it is. But ultimately just really just give him a second chance. Really find him on your own terms. Yeah, like get own, to know God like, for ideations, yourself. And I promise you. Like, and for who he really is and not for who people yeah. paint him to be. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's important. Right. Because you walk away from you walk away from religion or from Christianity because of like you said, what you've been taught, what's been mm-hmm. like, you know, placed before you. But if that's not the mm-hmm. real thing, then, you know, you, you've missed out. Like, you think you, you've you walked away from the real God, from, you know, from real Christianity. Um, mm-hmm. But you've only walked away from what was placed okay. before you. So, I mean, even like we would call it giving Christianity, right. giving God a second chance. But really, you're giving it its first chance. Because <laughs> you're. Because you're getting to know him for yourself. You're learning like, okay, this is what faith is. And like learning all those Bible stories Mm -hmm. that you might have grown up on. Like you see them totally different. (laughs) And it's like, oh, you know, that wasn't just, you know, fictional. Mm -hmm. That wasn't just, you know, just a random story in the Bible. Like, you know, and and it really comes to life. So I totally agree that 
you should definitely give Christianity and God um, a chance. Yeah. Yeah, so, right. I mean, was that all that you had on the topic? That's all I definitely had on this topic. I know there's definitely more things that we can cover, yeah. but for this yeah, topic, I mean, it was, I a, it was a good discussion. We, like, we killed it. <laughs> prayer is definitely important, and I want people to know that it's you don't have to be at a certain level to pray. You don't have to like pray this certain way, like. But I think you should mm-hmm. pray. I definitely think that's important. But it's just figuring out how to pray. Mm-hmm. You know, like. How does he want me to pray? How do I approach him um, is important for us to talk about. So thanks for right. being willing to, I mean, discuss prayer right. uh, among, you know, other things. Um, thanks for being willing. Yeah. Of yeah. Course. So thanks um, everyone for listening and make sure that you um, connect with Jeffrey on social media. Did you enjoy this episode? I'd love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starter Stick, available at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms, share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms, bygracenp.com, and on my mobile app. Hope to hear from you soon.